Hey there, it's the Machine of Nonsense, episode 102, and we're talking anime. If you don't know it from my voice, I'm a little under the weather. This is going to be my Michael Jordan flu game, folks. Every podcaster has one. Um, I'm going to lean heavily on my two co-hosts tonight. They are Ryan. Hey, hey, hey. And Mike. This podcast is over 9,000. But uh, we're not alone, folks. No, we are not. Um, Big D's in the house. Demetrius, how are you? What? Impossible. I'm doing great. (laughs) If you don't know Demetrius, he is one of the most active members of the Monstars community. He's been there. He's an OG from the very beginning. Um, We love D, all of the awesome content he he shares on all of our pages. He was super active in the chat. If you guys checked out our episode 100 live episode on Twitch, and we thought we'd have Dion to talk some anime. We uh we don't do enough of that on this pod. Um, so uh, I'm an anime novice, folks. Uh, your, your host uh is 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 quite the novice when it comes to anime. But uh, Ryan and Mike, they they dig them some anime, and so does D. So we're gonna have a nice spirited conversation about um all things anime, what makes it special, uh what uh, what's important for the fandom, um and some of the best stuff that's that's out there. Uh, some recommendations, maybe um they'll teach me a thing or two before we get to that though because we have a guest we always force them against their will to come up with top five lists of um their favorite movies video games and tv shows d in any order let us know what your favorite video games movies and tv shows are all right uh this uh took a lot of you know inward thinking uh hours of meditation many drafts written wives bothered multiple times uh (laughs) for reference but uh i guess i'll just uh i'll start with what's at the top which is uh my top five games which aren't in a uh traditional like top five just the five that i feel like were the most important to me (laughs) so uh with uh the first one it's uh gonna be uh kingdom hearts 3 uh and then after that i have devil may cry 3 uh marvel versus capcom 2 oh yeah uh persona 5 and final fantasy 7 remake man you can already see the like anime influence in in your video game list there i mean (laughs) those are practically five anime video games it was anime backstory. Like, that's basically what he said right there. <laughs> it was it. life. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Metal Gear almost squeezed in there, but it was just kind of, like, edged out by a uh, Most by. anime game. Metal Gear's my favorite anime of all time. <laughs> uh, honestly, the most anime uh, game there is out there. Um, and then, I guess, my top five movies would be... Uh, this is actually uh, in order. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Nice. Uh, it's number one. Uh, number two, Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, number three is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, yes. Uh, number four is Spirited Away. Yeah, then, I like that one. And then number five is uh, Lord of the Rings The Two Towers. Nice, nice. Two oh. Towers, big fan. Just watched uh, Return of the King last night, the uh, four and a half hour cut. Um, oh, it that's just, it doesn't it doesn't feel like four and a half hours though. No. <laughs> the only the only cut that's there for me. <laughs> uh and then uh my top five TV shows are uh Avatar the Last Airbender, Batman the Animated Series, uh That's a good one. Arrow, Ooh. Archer. Oh wow. Uh Ooh. and then uh the last one is a web series I've recently started watching that I had to squeeze in. It's just a uh, Dimension Twenty. Oh, Dimension Twenty. Yeah, it's a actual play D and D like web series. Oh, man, deep cut. I I dig it. I dig it. Hell yeah, love it. Give them some the D cut, 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 cut. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have you on a recurring segment now. <laughs> yeah. Triple D's D cut. cut. 
<laughs> I dig it. Uh, well, thanks, D. That I think that gives us a uh, a glimpse into why we brought you on this episode. I mean, you're you're the anime guy. Um, you're our anime daddy, um, and um, we're gonna talk some. Not anime. my anime. anime cousin uh (laughs) twice removed um so we uh i I was looking up some some interesting stats on on anime films um because really right now the only successful films in in u.s box offices are horror films and and anime films um before three years ago um only two anime films, they were both Pokemon movies, had ever grossed more than, than $30 million in the U.S. domestic box office. Um, since that time, in the last three years, there have been four that have eclipsed uh, $30 million, and um, the, the newest released uh, One Piece film, Red, looks to um, be, within five days, it's already grossed about $10 million, so it's well on its way to, to being the, um, the fifth uh, to gross over $30 million. Um, the other ones uh, were Dragon Ball Super. Super Brawly in 2019, Demon Slayer the movie Mugen Train in 2021, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero 20 uh, tw- in 2022, and uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero in in 2022. So two of those yeah. came out this year and um, dominated the the box office. It's it's pretty wild um, how well anime films are are doing right now, and and this is in the U.S. box office that the um. Uh, the One Piece uh, film Red already just murdered in the Japanese box office. It it pulled in 127 million in the Japanese box office. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So yeah, it's there, there, setting all kinds of records. There's a joke uh, about One Piece generally in Japan. It's like two percent of their GDP and shit, like in a year, yeah. uh, with how much they they make there. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really insane. It's one of those, like I said, I'm I'm an anime novice in a, in a lot of ways. I mean, when I was young, I I dabbled in some some Dragon Ball Z. Um, it it that was a a show that I picked in my top fives uh, when we did those. Um, but since that time, going you know, 25 years on, um, um, a lot of it's passed me by, and I just wasn't aware of the the wave that's coming, especially like now, you know, like most recently, it's it's really it's really hey, wild, cool. um, you know, what's happening. I'm looking at D, and we're just like, yeah, we knew it was gonna happen was eventually. Coming. Yeah, it was coming. yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, you guys are getting your your time in uh in the sunlight there. Um, what do you think? What do you think's causing this kind of um, just like insane growth in in the last like you know three four five years? Uh, you know, D. I mean, start us off. I mean, the obvious answer is the lockdowns. Uh, I think the amount of media that was available when things kind of hit the fan initially like dried up real quick. And you had a lot of younger audiences looking for something to binge, something to watch, something that would last more than a couple weeks. And then you have them, you know, the friend that goes, hey, have you tried watching uh, this thing? It's called anime. It's got Naruto. And he's an orange kid with a fox in him. And (laughs) we all had that friend that that said that to (laughs) us. And... It's just, uh, I mean, like you said, the box office kind of shows that growth, like just in the last few years, just from mostly word of mouth, honestly, because it, it really kind of picked up, like I said, during lockdown. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, how about you, Ryan? I mean, you, you probably were one of the biggest um, influences for me growing up um, in terms of like checking out different different animes and and stuff like that. Um, what what just drew you to to becoming an anime fan? Oh man, uh, that's a loaded question. Um, let's see. So I guess this would kind of go into the lines of what makes anime important to me. Um, First and foremost, importantly, you have to, like, explain what anime is to people. Because, you know, it's people have a certain misconception about growing up in the early 2000s, and even now, um, that because it's animated, it's for children. And it couldn't be further from the truth, really. Um, just like anything in Western culture, the mediums that vary in forms, things are meant for children and stuff for mature audiences. You have to understand the majority of these things in anime, they're already vetted most of them 
right? What I mean by that is they're already, before they even hit the screen or made an animation, they are usually in a magazine of some kind. Like, you know, I'm sure you've heard of, like, Shonen Jump, or there's things like Young Animal for mature animal, uh, audiences, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that means readers decide if something is good or not. So it doesn't matter how popular of a author you are or whatever. Like, for, here's an example. Naruto, right? Huge, ginormous, probably the next big thing after Dragon Ball Z in a big way in America. Um, but that author, he finished a series in Shonen Jump. He made a new one. He only got five volumes in. He got canceled because the readers just didn't like it. So it's heavily vetted. It's based on quality in terms of, like, you know, uh, what's good, what's not. And then if it's good, it gets turned to anime. If it's not, it doesn't, et cetera, et cetera. So... I guess if I had to explain what makes it important to like a generally wide appeal reach is it's, you know, it's already influenced so much over the past 40 years, but it's limitless imagination. Um, it's ideas and it's dreams, most importantly, for all ages. Um, what makes anime important to me as an individual is the characters are probably far more enjoyable than anything, you know, and complex in the Western market has to offer, um, depending on your genre, of course. Um, you got the staples everyone's heard of, like Dragon Ball, One Piece, Bleach, Naruto, um, and these series are shonen, which they're meant for young teenagers, and that they're meant to... You're, you're meant to grow with them for years, so you grow to an emotional attachment to them, and that's why they're so important um, in telling these stories, and people are so invested in these things, because... They take a long time to, to process. So um, in a nutshell, I guess that's kind of what anime means to me in a long-winded way. Yeah, I think that's a good point as far as like, I wasn't aware for a long time the diversity of like anime stories, um, you know, the, the different... Um, I always had heard or, or even seen a lot of the, the fantastical type of stuff. You know, there's a lot of your, your Dragon Ball Zs and, and things of that nature. But um, we were joking before the show, like, about, you know, there's baseball animes and there's horror anime and there's just, like, every genre out there um, for, for someone to um, consume. And it's 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 really wild, um, you know, if, if, if you dig in. Um, as someone who's written like thousands of volumes of One Piece fanfic, I think um, you could probably speak to that a little bit, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you just can scroll through Crunchyroll or any anime app that you have, and it's just like Netflix. You get that kind of like frozen thing, like, what do I watch? There's so many things. That's why I'm hoping to hear some suggestions from you guys. And... uh to go back to that earlier question, though, like why it's kind of become uh, so big lately, I think all the kids that were like us watching Toonami are making movies now and having those influences and everything. Like the Wachowskis started it kind of with, with The Matrix, I think, and Jordan Peele's putting the Akira motorcycle slide and Nope, and uh, it's just kind of everywhere now. They normalized it, you know? It's, 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 uh, it's just like, you know, there's adult animation, you know, Rick and Morty and Family Guy and all that kind of became okay for people to watch. Adult Swim was a big influence on that. And uh, the same with with anime now. I think people don't realize how much anime has influenced the pop culture over the past 40 years. Um, you got things like Monster Inc., which is a direct inspiration from My Neighbor Totoro. Um, Planetus, uh, which is basically what Gravity kind of stole the concept from. Outlaw Stars, pretty much Serenity and Firefly. You got Chobits, which is um, inspiration for the movie Her with Queen Phoenix. Um, I think Mike said The Matrix was, you know, heavily influenced by various sci science fiction stuff. Akira, um, The Chronicle, Neogenesis Neo Evagavalon, Pacific Rim, um, Paprika, which everybody. I think I've heard of, uh, which is Inception kind of like took a huge inspiration. And one major thing Disney loves to do with anime is just steal its concepts. Uh, if, you, if you guys ever heard of Kimba, the White Lion? Yeah, that's the the Lion King that's, one, that, right? That's Lion King. Yeah. That's literally Lion King, and they tried to see him over it. Uh, kind of wild stuff. And one more people generally might know, uh, has everyone seen Black Swan? 
big fan. Yeah, like that. have you heard of that? So that is directly Swan. in yeah, <laughs> directly inspired from the anime Perfect Blue. Billy Madison um, was inspired by yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's nuts. Like how much people don't realize this kind of media has basically influenced a great deal of like our biggest franchise in America. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You know, I didn't um, until you were breaking it down like that. I mean. No, I, I definitely didn't realize. But like like Mike said, that's really cool that you can kind of see those through lines of all of the people who, you know, are our age, you know, mid-30s or whatever else and are now, you know, making movies, making shows and stuff and, and kind of, uh, you know, heavily influenced on, on what they, a lot of the same stuff that, that you guys were, were checking out when, when Toonami was blowing up and stuff like that. Um, What would you say, let's go around the room and, and kind of, pick out what our first kind of experience with am- anime was. Um, D, st- start it off. What, what, what kind of drew you to it first? <laughs> what, what show or, um, you know, uh, property? Okay. So I do have a very specific story for this because I got into anime. Like I knew what it was uh, because of my mom um, who actually introduced me to anime. Like when I was like little, little, like, three, four years old. Oh, wow. Uh, like with the old VHS tapes that got like dubbed and brought over. So like really? she was kind of like my gateway, like to just knowing what it was, not necessarily like me going, oh, I love this. But like I knew anime when I saw it. So the first time that I actually was kind of like, I need to find more of this stuff was a little movie called Ninja Scroll. I was... I think six or seven, and my mom. D, there's titties in that. Come on now, my mom. Hold on, this is the best part. So my mom, we are we are blockbuster. Uh, we were in the aisle where all the you know OVAs and stuff were at, and she's like, "Oh, Ninja Scroll." She's like, "Oh, I love this one. This is so good." And I, I feel like she had like that lapse where she forgot all the other stuff. Right, right. Took it home, popped it in. Man, just gore and titties and just so much gore. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, this is amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was just like, I did not know things could be this cool and gory outside of, like, you know, uh, like some comics and stuff my uncle's had. Uh, and it was just different. What, what kind just, of comics? It, it just hit dude. <laughs> well, he hit, they, they had, like, a early like uh dark horse like yeah the, the wow. grim the grim comics oh, that were yeah, kinda, yeah. Like, yeah so like a lot of those uh my uncle just had those laying around he was very lax about that stuff uh <laughs> that's a whole other thing but yeah that was kind of like the thing that kind of edged me towards it and then when that when i first saw it was i think it was i think it was like either dragon ball or sailor Moon. i still can't remember which one it was like i saw it and i was like this this is anime I have to watch this. I have to sit down and I have to consume all of it. And it wasn't like, you know, like the same level of gore or, you know, explicitness, but it still had like that, like uh, Ryan was saying, that long story form that wasn't really present at that time, especially with like cartoons at that time. Uh, And I just kind of latched on to Goku and we, we went, we got the Dragon Balls together and it was amazing. Uh, and I didn't look back. I just kept, I kept going, indoctrinated my kids and everything. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I think my earliest, like n- now, you've kind of unlocked something for me with the titties, um, because <laughs> um, I, I want to say boobs. one of my first ever experiences was we we used to have like a cheater box, um, and oh, growing yeah. up, and. And uh, Street Fighter Two, the animated movie, uh, was on whatever Cinemax or HBO or whatever it was on when that went through its first run. And Chun-Li uh, titties, right? Chun-Li well, I already titties. knew those characters or whatever yeah. from from the video game and stuff. I was like, and oh, now you really knew them. <laughs> right? we, we we found Eric's awakening. 
Yes. <laughs> young, young boy. That's why Vega was your favorite. Yeah, thank you. To this day, still love Vega. Uh, he, <laughs> thank he you, Anime Titties. people what they want. Um, uh, so glad my wife's not on this episode. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, shit. It, it, I think that it's just funny that you mentioned that. I've never heard a Ninja Scroll, but I'm sure it's great. But, um, it yeah, it really I think is. Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, um, was like like my kind of introduction uh and and introduction to like oh this is like this is adult this is like dangerous this is not necessarily it's for me because it's a video game and stuff but it's not for me necessarily yeah. as a nine-year-old or whatever you know uh that's that's interesting how about you mike uh yeah it's dbz for me as well um I remember catching it. It would come on Fox sometimes. Like I feel like I caught it once, and then they lost the rights after yeah. that because it never came. Like I never found it again. It was like that. And I was watch. I was tsunami was a thing, but they didn't have Dragon. They didn't really have. And I think they had Sailor Moon, and that was it. Really, as far as anime, they had Thundercats and some other stuff. Johnny Quest was part of tsunami for a while. <laughs> it was dark days at the beginning. But then Mal Maltar was the host before Tom and he's <laughs> working the little servos and the cranks and he's like yeah. the greatest action anime of all time is joining Toonami. And I'm like well this is the show that I saw once and then <laughs> caught, it from caught it from episode one. You would watch all the way up to fucking Goku getting to Namek and it would start over again and you'd be heartbroken and you would go through that loop <laughs> Not Raditz times again. No. Until, until the gods gave you more Dragon Ball after you were like in high school by then. Yeah. <laughs> but you oh still loved God. it. <laughs> and uh, you finally got to finish the fucking show. And uh, yeah, I, I that was my, my gateway after that kind of more tsunami stuff like Outlaw Star a lot, Yu Yu Hakusho. I remember when in high school when Naruto hit and Charles gave me that good shit that that bootleg <laughs> bugging DVD. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's he's and, a DVD uh, man. He's the one to go oh, to. Give me the, the fix. Yeah, the sleeve. And uh, yeah, well, I was into that for a long time. Um, and yeah, I've I've kind of just dabbled uh, throughout my life since since those DBZ days. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, I'll harp on a little bit what they they talked about about the that stuff. So I'm a little older than Mike in D, just by a couple hey, years. But like decades. my first experience, maybe not as early as D. I'm surprised D. Really, like that young, you're that exposed. Um, you know, anime was like. <laughs> If it wasn't like a disease, <laughs> it, it's just my, what I mean by that. It was just really hard to come by. If it wasn't in your local video store, there's almost no way for you as a young kid, early early nineties, early two thousand. Well, maybe early two thousands then, but early nineties, mid nineties, to even get your hands on it. Um, find some tapes in the woods. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or twenty dollars back alley, DVD, but. Um, maybe. Most video stores just had a lot of the animations and movies. They didn't have long-running series like Dragon Ball and stuff. They'd maybe have, like, one VHS, but that's it. So my first experience, believe it or not, was actually with uh, Telemundo. Um, before, you know, the Cartoon Network swing, before the Fox, um, you know, came into full effect. Um, you know, my earliest was around 5, 6 a.m. I would get up, and I would watch things like Rama 1 and a half yes. and Dragon Ball. And you know, I didn't know what the fuck they're saying because it's in Spanish, but they had the they had the subtitles uh, sometimes on some of the broadcasts, and so I could kind of understand what they're saying. And it's like anything I've ever seen before. Um, you know, someone has like loved comics as a kid. It was pretty much like a visual novel being animated before my eyes. Like it was, it was just so good. And Western cartoons, like D, kind of said they they were fun, but they hardly ever had a long going plot that lasts more than a few weeks and is very much yeah, like an episodic like part episode or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sure. episodic like format, you know? Like Doug would be sad about Skeeter right. moving <laughs> and he end up finding out that he was actually just moving to his basement. Shit like that. But and then um, that would never come up again. Yeah, exactly. You never know? come up again. Like, yeah. It's so, like, you know, these adventures are so different. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You're with, you know, you're with uh, Rana, you're with Dragon Ball. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho was early 90s for me, too. 
Um, and then I kind of branched out into like the sci-fi network that have like some yeah. stuff super late and obscure like science fiction, sometimes Gundam stuff would pop on. And yeah. I'd have to like stay up to like 2, 3 a.m. and like get like four hours of sleep to be able to, you know, get ready to go to school. And uh, I did that too. There's certain movies I've seen and I have no idea what they're called. Exactly. I, I really I have very little knowledge of even what they were about, but they were so cool. Like, I remember there was I, a vampire one that, like, Vampire Hunter D? Maybe. Yes. Did that come out, like, late at night yeah. on sci fi? Yes. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, and to kind of finish what I was saying is, uh, you know, after, as an early age, when it's the middle school and high school, and I had the kind of same experience that you guys was, you know, uh, sort of Fox, and then the Toonami, you know, anime block would happen. You have, like, World of Warriors, Gundam, Dragon Ball Z, um, you know, Sailor Moon. Um, then it would Tenshi Muyo was a huge one. Um, you know, it would cycle. It would cycle, you know, every few weeks. You'd have um, Tom, you know, voice of Chris. Uh, not Chris, I'm sorry. Um, Steve. What's the what? Steve With, Bloom, right? Because Steve, Steve Bloom, Bloom, you know, voice of Spice Spiegel, one of the greatest video game voice actors of all time, uh, yeah. doing the voice right. of that. And then later on, I think Adult Swim didn't come until I was in high school. You guys can correct me if, if that's... Then that they played more adult stuff, more diverse stuff late at night, like Neon Genesis Evangelion, Trigun, um, Dragon yeah, Ball Z. Yeah, they're doing the uncut versions because there'd be edited yeah, versions, yeah. you know, um, back then, yeah, and they yeah, wouldn't. Yeah, or like <laughs> there, there used to be uh, first four kids One Piece. This is why One Piece never took off in America is oh. because oh. the you know <laughs> the the censorships was so bad, it's so bad that they made Sanji pretty much. With a lollipop in his mouth the whole time instead of a cigarette, you know, shit like that. But uh, yeah, those are my first kind of like exposures and throughout like you know adolescence for the anime. Yeah, good stuff. Um, there's something about anime fandom that just seems to be a little bit different than um, you know. Uh, you guys mentioned a lot of other like adult animation, um, you know, which is super popular in in the U.S. I mean, you know, your Family Guys and your Bob's Burgers and all, going back. 35 years with the Simpsons and, and every offshoot of, of that show. Um, but you don't quite have like the, the like fan conventions, the cosplay, all of the like communities that form around it in the same way that you do with, with anime. Um, do you guys have any like idea, like what that is, like what draws people to, to those, those fandoms more, more than any, anything else? D. Um, I think it's uh like a almost like a deeper attachment almost like you become so invested in these stories like you would ongoing novels um the characters grow the plot uh either takes turns or progresses uh and there's there's like a there's like a deep attachment there that kind of like and you see it with the YA novel stuff in like the 2000s and 2010s too, like that attachment that people uh, get to these stories, like birth these like fandoms, like you said. Um, and I think anime kind of taps into that like early on before like that trend started happening where you have the long running shows, the long running novels, the, you know, sequel movies, that sort of stuff. Um, and it just kind of tapped into it before those things really got big. Like I probably Star Trek is the best example of that exact thing uh, outside of anime, Star Wars, like those stories have those characters and you grow with them and experience different things. And it just really kind of uh, like ingratiates you to like whatever you invest your time in. So it, it, it really is a, like, you know, like a real attachment that you kind of, with the media basically exactly yeah um it's, it's pretty much like star wars and star trek essentially it's just you know the invention of the internet really took anime off and away in america at least because you had nowhere else to go but online to like talk about it and see it um you know early 2000s 
uh, late 90s and you just formed communities and conventions and slowly blossomed and you know the great thing about going to anime conventions what kind of you know made me add that being part of that community is just the positivity you know everyone's there to have a good time and have like a community attitude and it's all it's changed a little bit now but earlier early 2000s when i started going to conventions um is all about just sharing as a community and celebrating a thing you love and these characters i think with anime the other things don't do in the western culture which i'm not saying they don't but you know anime has archetype characters and everyone has some relatable character they can see themselves you know obviously maybe you can't see yourself as goku or like the main protagonist but there's like a you know a red shirt whatever with a personality just like yours that makes snide you know little commentary in the background like oh yeah that's that's me i'm the cosplay of that person uh i relate with that that uh that guy you know but uh yeah it's just a you know, celebration of what you love, and it's pretty much the same thing as Star Wars, Star Trek, anything nerdy, the sci-fi conventions, the 90s and 80s, same thing, really. Yeah, yeah, I think you guys nailed it, just being able to have ownership of something, you know, like, this is mine, even though there's millions and millions of other people that do like it, maybe you don't, maybe you only know one or two people that like this thing or something, you know, like, it's not Simpsons or, you know, it's part of the counterculture, it's not and they just do such great world building. Like you can just get so invested in these cool worlds. Every single one of these shows or whatever, like they do so much more than what American cartoons or movies or anything kind of will do outside of like the Star Wars and and stuff like that. I think that's another big reason why people can get into that stuff so much because there's you can go any direction with it. You could be anything in a, in a lot of these things. I mean, anime now kind of has sort of a format to it. Uh, but back in the 90s, there was these things called OVAs, original video animation. And it was highly experimental in, like, some of the graphics, some of the animations they would do. And you'd get some, like, just off-the-wall crazy fucking ideas, you know, from these guys. And it would just be, like, an episode or two, or, like, maybe it might be a movie, a short movie or whatever. But you'd get, like, so many crazy ideas. And sometimes just really heavy thoughts and feelings that you would have never guessed would have come from my animation before. Um, it's definitely not suitable for children, that's for sure, a lot of these OVA stuff. But uh, you know, heavy nudity, gore, violence, um, very adult themes, not necessarily in the sense of like pornography, just, you know, just of like people lost and, and whatnot. Spawn. Uh, yeah, yeah, Spawn. That, you know, Spawn. spawn. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's funny you brought up OVAs because uh, you brought up Tenchi. Tenchi started as an OVA series. Hell yeah. It started purely as an experimental, like, we're going to make this anime about a guy and alien women love him and lightsabers and space cats. Uh, and they just the first kept harem anime. Yeah, yeah it really was, yeah. Like, it's kept throwing stuff at the, you know, they just kept throwing stuff. And then it landed because it's still around. It, I was looking that up recently. That season just ended like this year. It's That's still crazy. going. <laughs> Wild. Wild. So I I started the conversation off by kind of um, with, with some of those stats and, and how well anime movies are doing at the box office when, when the rest of the box office is, is really not doing well. Um, do... Do you guys think that, um, you know, 15 years ago, um, superhero movies and comic book movies and stuff like that were kind of struggling for the most part? They weren't doing... Then, you know, the MCU kind of, um, you know, came and, and became the, the dominant kind of... Um, thing at the box office. The, um, and that's, you know, spawned every type of, you know, TV show, movie, everything like that. Something that was kind of, you know, comic books, uh, Western comic books, those all those superheroes were also kind of a niche thing, you know, kind of a, a nerdy thing or whatever else. Do you guys foresee in the future, maybe, you know, 10 years from now or something, anime growing to that same level where no one's like... um you know, ashamed if if you want to use that term or whatever, um, of saying like, oh, I'm gonna go check out the new One Piece movie, or I'm gonna go, you know, the, the whatever, you know, the biggest movies in the box office will be, you know, an anime mm -hmm. film. Do you guys do you think that foresee that in the future? 
Um, I don't think anybody would be ashamed anymore. It's honestly super duper mainstream to like anime. You know, you have all these people, you know, sports alone, you know, athletes loving like Dragon Balls or whatever. Um, I think it's already happening. I'm, I mean, I'm, I might go on a little tangent here, but every streaming service wants to acquire anime in some way, shape, or form now because of the billion dollar industry that it is. It has the most merch sold out of any franchise on the planet. Uh, look at go to anime conventions. Look at my fucking room. Look at all these plastic statues. I fair, got. Kiss is the only thing that has more merch. Than <laughs> what, what, what was that? <laughs> Kiss, the band Kiss. Oh, is the only you're right. My bad. Has more merch than my bad. Kiss. Uh, Kiss is the, the, so the biggest I don't think thing. Um, like One Piece coffins out there, but maybe, no. maybe I'm wrong. Kiss was OG <laughs> anime, really. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Star Child? Jeez, come on. I think it's a hard transition for the Western market because they don't know how to make it. They don't know how they don't know how to stay true to the source material. The problem with a lot of things, um, generally adaptations is like anime is really in 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 a very simplified form, if you're getting it from a graphic novel, it's simple to make. Like you already have your storyboards, you already have your story. You just follow it closely. Just how do you make it more understandable for Western audiences, right? Um, one crash and fail was Death Note. If everybody not you know uh, familiar, Death Note is a twelve volume uh, series. It's a kind of a mystery uh, horror Sherlock Holmesy type of uh, type of story that is. Uh, you know, very short, but very, very detailed. It's pretty much chess the whole time between these two main characters. Anyways, Netflix tried to make adaptation a while. They tested the waters. They did everything you could possibly do wrong making that series. Um, the only best part about it was Rook, which was um, voiced by Willem Dafoe. But now they're remaking it because, you know, they want a piece of the pie still. And they're enlisting big animation studios that teach their animators and Netflix of how to animate, because, anim I'm sorry, anime is leaps and bounds beyond anything American animation has to offer, and has been for years. So every service, Disney included, that's why they wanted the right, not the rights, but the streaming rights for Bleach exclusively, um, to be able to, you know, have a piece of the pie because of how big of industry is. So I think the next 10 years... You'll have things like the One Piece live action that's $10 million an episode, maybe more, we don't really know. Um, you know, I think people really want to invest in that stuff. Maybe not the movies, because live action for anime is very hard to do, depending on your genre, but I think at least the animation, people want to do it. And it's clear that Netflix does, because they've been trying over and over and over again. They've been really successful. I'm I'm like eight episodes into that uh, cyberpunk anime, uh, Edge Runners, and I've really mm -hmm. in, enjoyed that. I mean, it's um, amazing. It's really. I I think it speaks to what you were saying of uh, how unique the animation style is compared to you know anything that you get from from like a Western animation, anything Disney's putting out or or anything like that. Um, you know. The story is is whatever, but like it, you, I I can't I've never seen anything like it honestly. Um, just from a visual standpoint, um, the things that they're doing with with colors and movement and and stuff like that. So Netflix has uh you know done a good job with that. I actually had I had a, a it's a good segue question because I had I I wanted to get your guys take on Castlevania. Okay, um, one of like it. It's fantastic, right? We we loved it at, at the pod. <laughs> um. But uh, it's a Western created show. Um, it, but it's it's in an anime style. Now, does that like for an anime purist, um, you know, wh whoever wants to, you know, take it and run with it, um, do you consider the the net the Netflix Castlevania show an an anime? Um, because it's it's not out of Japan. It's out of you know Western studio. It's produced by Netflix. And um, you mean Castlevania isn't Japanimation? <laughs> maybe your uncle might say so are you telling me uh, it looks like no I, I I would say no it's not I think it has to be from Japan right I, I, isn't that like a golden rule or, or something what do you think D uh, absolutely not uh, I think that's the most pretentious dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole life <laughs> uh, anime is 
kind of it's kind of its own medium it's kind of its own style and genre and it can be like anything else emulated uh is it the pure you know based in japan actually korea uh animation no uh but i mean it has the bones right it has all the bones it has all of the gravitas of anime because it's the the way that it was written the way that it's that like it's homages to ovas in all honesty that visceral kind of like frenetic style like it's so good it's so good and it's just not worth the debate to be like is it anime? i don't care it's great it's, it's arcane is anime that's fine arcane is anime Arcane is anime. Oh, yeah. oh shit, I'm an anime fan now. This is great. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, it so good. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I think it doesn't really matter. It's it's just as good, you know, if not better than, a, you know, some anime. I mean, a lot of anime is trash, so let's be real. There's, there's popcorn yeah. anime consume, you know. Just like we have, you know, reality TV shows, we have that, you know, consumable, bite-sized, trashy anime, just like any other medium. Um, I think... I think it's a great series. I mean, the director even came out. He's like, look, super inspired by anime. He had, you know, he really, really, really would love to do a berserk anime uh, if, you know, opportunity would give him that. So I think all the inspirations there, um, whether it's coming from Japan or not, I don't think it matters. If it's good, it's good. Animation's good animation, but there is Whatever. some inspiration. <laughs> so, sorry, Mike. America. <laughs> 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 it's such a weird argument. <laughs> oh gosh, that's so good. Um, yeah, we love Castlevania. Uh, can't wait for uh, their director of Belmont season. I want oh, to get into some some recommendations. Um, I specifically, if if you could, you know, broadly, you can give all the recommendations. I'm going to write them down. I want to check some things out. Um, but I American definitely gladiators. American gladiators. Event. Okay, uh, I'm going to write that one down. Um, <laughs> uh, top tier anime right there. But so um, <laughs> but I definitely want to. I've always wanted to jump into. Um, Horror is one of my favorite genre of of things, games, movies, TV shows, whatever else. Um, so definitely, I don't want to leave this conversation without some horror anime recommendations. But um, it doesn't have to, you know, that doesn't have to be the entire conversation. Um, so so D and Ryan, take it take it over, man. Go go rapid fire. Let let me know what's um what's out there. What I should check out. You want to go first, D? Or want me uh, to go first? I got I got one on the top of my head that's like horror adjacent uh and it's made in abyss uh it has some real spooky scary vibes uh it is it it appears to be something it's not um and there is just a really great story and characters uh also kind of attached to that i i highly highly recommend that uh just for just it is just fully the whole package, everything made yeah. in abyss. Okay, I have to admit, I am not huge on the horror genre. Um, it's just never something that I've really mute him <laughs> liked that much. Um, if I had to say one, it's not even crazy horror, but I think it's an interesting premise. It's called Promise Neverland. It's about these kids who all pretty much have barcodes on them, and they're basically being well I, I, that's a spoiler um they're being raised they're they're being raised <laughs> by a den mother um so to speak into like a certain age and the certain age these kids disappear and you don't know where they go and that's what i'll pretty much keep it as that but you learned in the first episode Logan's first run. first two episodes i think i, I, I forget is it the first episode Real quickly, what's the actual what's going on with these children? And you know, it's kind of, it's a real you know battle of the minds and trying to get past their really intelligent, smart den mother, and it's this kind of dystopian world um, setting in a way. But uh, yeah, Promise Neverland, I thought it was pretty good. Um, in terms of horror 
do I just want you want me to go on with other recommendations or uh yeah yeah let's okay so it doesn't have to be horror I mean, just all right so these, I mean can you guys mention where you these are available to like streamer oh, yeah, oh sorry yeah um promise Everland I believe is available on Crunchyroll I don't know you know the the rights are getting flown everywhere now because people are buying everyone and you know Funimation is owned by Sony and Sony bought Funimation Crunchyroll and they've merged there's just a lot of crazy shit happening but uh I think in a Crunchyroll uh, made in abyss? D where's made in abyss from? Oh, that's 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 Crunchyroll. It's, is it Crunchyroll too? Crunchyroll right now. There's okay. uh, like you said, there's a lot of absorption and rights being thrown everywhere. But uh, these are kind of I'm gonna try and these are sort of you can it's almost like syndicated, right? You can find them on multiple streaming services, so you won't have okay. to search too hard to find them. Uh, uh, another one I'm thinking of. This is like super recent. I think. Uh, everyone should be watching it just because of how entertaining it is overall. And that's Chainsaw Man. Oh my uh, god, Chainsaw Man is so good. It it's just it it's hitting buttons for me. <laughs> it's got a good mix of like comedy and ridiculousness, and I mean their whole opening is literally homages to a bunch of like Tarantino films yeah. and shit, yeah. like and a bunch of other stuff you've seen, like Kingpin and whatever. Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, yeah, that's a horror one too. It does get deep and serious later on, so give it a chance. Uh, I definitely want to check that that one out for sure. Yeah, that that one's pretty ridiculous, but there's a lot of anime tropes in it that you might not like. Um, but uh, we'll see. It's good though. It's anime is anime. anime. I, I get the rules. I'm not looking <laughs> for House of the Dragon. I, I know what I'm, what I'm doing. Well, all right. So I'll I'll kind of just. Uh, give you a couple of recommendations here. Um, I could literally talk about hours because there's so m- we're like in the golden age of anime right now. It's it's wild. Uh, it's kind of like asking me what kind of music I would recommend to you. You, you got to pick a genre, which you said horror. Um, let's see, person personal recommendations for me and what I like. Um, yeah. I'm sure you recognize some of the names. Um, Odd Taxi, mm. Vinland Saga. Villain sagas up here for me. Um, Part of Mushi- our, uh, character bracket. Yes. Yeah, Mush- Mushishi. Um, Mushishi. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, I'm sure you've heard of. Uh, Attack on Titan. Um, Berserk. I really wouldn't recommend it. Maybe 97 anime, but it's incomplete. Very incomplete version. Um, Gintama. Um, not for everybody, but probably the most hilarious fucking anime I've ever watched in my life. There's a lot of reference if you're an anime fan. So if you don't. Watch the anime might not be for you. Um, Monster, One Piece, Full Metal Alchemist, Brood, Broodmother, Cyberpunk Red Runners, Death Note, um, Ranking of Kings. If you want like a That's Game me. of Thrones, yeah, Boji. Uh, watch that. It's like a Game of Thrones Ghibli type of anime. Um, Golden Kamu, um, which is historical fiction. Uh, Psychopaths, Ergo Proxy. I could go on forever, right? I just have so many recommendations. Um, Memories, that's the early 90s one. Uh, yeah, man, there's just there's so much good shit out there now that it's hard to, uh, you know, and you know all the old, you know, Dragon Ball, Yuhak Show, Inuasha, those are all very, you know, hit or miss for a lot of people, but I'm in, like, some of my personal, like, favorites as an adult. How about you, D? Um, any more recommendations? Top of the uh, I mean, the 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 thing I would say is like it's it's kind of the same thing like with the recommendations. Uh, I would say like uh, some of my favorites are more like popcorny, like easy to digest, uh, really quick to watch, very bingeable stuff. So like uh, one that kind of surprised me, like I got into it a few years ago, and then the anime hit, uh, Spy Family. Uh, that's spy, and then there's watch that one. Metal, uh, just unnecessarily good uh, as a show. Uh, very, very digestible. Um, let's see, what else have uh, me and the kids been watching? It's hard because just kind of cycling through everything these days. They want to, they want to, they pick. We we watch it. Uh, oh, there's this. What are they like? What's their favorite? Uh, I was. The my youngest daughter likes uh, this one. It's called uh, Light Chorus Recoil. Yeah, uh, and it's like, what if John Wick was cute anime girl, 
And that is the basis of this premise. Uh, and it's so enjoyable because she's a she's not John Wick. She's like this bubble of energy, just wants to do good for, you know, Japan or whatever. And then there's a bunch of other underlying stuff going on. Um, but it's great. And there's a lot of like really good like gun choreography in there and animations absurdly good for the type of anime it is. Um, let's see, what else, what else, what else, what else? Oh man, if you want to get like, like the real full anime experience and I feel like uh, you might have this on your radar, it's called uh, The Misfit of Demon King Academy. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is the most anime anime I have watched in years. Is there uh, a tournament? Uh, yeah, there oh. is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very brief tournament arc, uh, and it, it's 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 on a level of ridiculousness uh, that kind of helps me segue to One Punch Man. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's bingeable. It's amazing one punch man is just it it's that's got a special place for me because i discovered that when it was a shitty web comic uh <laughs> yeah if you if you either if you ever seen one punch man watch it for like the first season uh you know exactly everything you need to to know about yeah. it it's yeah. uh make it fun of the genre in a way and it's it's great it's good it's just good it's, it's those those are kind of like uh right now my like kind of quintessential like recommendations uh when i'm thinking of like especially like a good mix between of like what is the most anime and what is like where i feel anime is kind of going where there is sort of like brian said like a formula kind of forming for a lot of these genres uh and now we're getting the subversions of it and it's really fun it's super fun honestly that's awesome so i'm i'm thinking if you guys could give me like one last recommendation, it might already be something that you, you mentioned, but um, something that I would call like an entry level um, recommendation. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about Kayla um, here where she, she's thoroughly enjoyed Castlevania. She she's liked other animation stuff, arcane, whatever else, but she's really hasn't delved at all into anime. She's never seen Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon or really anything. Um, you know, so super, super novice. Um, so it would ideally have to be something you, you mentioned, like bingeable, um, you know, something that like might be already done, might be like a short form, um, you know, uh, not as many episodes where we could just like uh, absorb it all in a weekend or something like that, but like would be easy for someone to just like dip their toes into the anime world. I think even, you know, Mike, if you have a recommendation, any of you guys, like what, what the recommendation would be for, for that type of thing. I think the easy one to throw out right away would be bebop. I yeah. hundred percent bebops. It's a masterpiece. Um, you can't go wrong bebop. It's episodic, you know, there's an over like going storyline, but it's not like, you know, it's it's not too much. Of t there's a lot of short anime. You know, there's a lot of twenty, thirty episode animes out there. Um, whether they're good or not, that's depending on the person. Um, if I had to particularly recommend something bingeable and easy to watch, um, and not like have the crazy anime experience and kind of like understanding what they do and the emotes, uh, Odd Taxi, uh, Odd Taxi, and maybe Death Note. Yeah, Death Note's very short too. I think you would enjoy Death Note, Eric, too. It's yeah, you know, so. um, yeah. The only thing about Death Note is the way it ends is in the way it ends in that manga, which that happens a lot too. Because I think the manga's a lot more interesting ending than the anime. Um, but yeah, Odd uh, Taxi, Death Note. Try those out. Nice. nice. Maybe Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. No, that's the other one. I think you, she if she liked that. It's it's pretty it's short ish. It's so good. You um, said Brotherhood, right? Yeah, that's the good one, right? Yeah, that's, that's like, specifically. Yeah. Make sure it's that one, yeah. okay? Because there was a one that was made before. It was okay, but it's not Brotherhood. Um, right, Brotherhood's right. great. Okay. Um, Maybe My Hero Academia. Nah, uh, no, they wouldn't like that. Hundred percent. I don't think so. I was uh, thinking 
Kayla, like it has like okay. kind of a Harry Potterish kind of thing with the school. It has an X Men kind of. Do Naruto? Oh no, no, Naruto's not. Sh- well, see, the problem with that is my hero's not. It's not short. It's not short, <laughs> but um, it's, I don't know. It's it's good. <laughs> otherwise, I'd recommend Naruto to you, but uh. Yeah, I fuck. don't think we can jump in on anything that's got you know like a hundred plus episodes or something. I don't even think my hero has a hundred episodes. I. So it, you're saying one, not seasons. One Piece? Okay. Not One Piece. I, I, it is so hard to recommend that to people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it's... I mean, I, it, watching it, it, I would tell people One Piece, the best way to do it is binging it. Because, I don't know, watching it week to week or something, uh, you, you notice the... The cracks in in the One Piece when you know, yeah, like, anime and manga are very different like corners things. Corners and shit. And yeah, like, so, I don't know. Here's something to talk about real quick, and is kind of like I believe you get a question like, "What's the current state of anime?" We kind of like answer that in a way. So, to kind of understand how anime used to work was, you know, let's keep it going as long as possible. You got these long. We talk about shonen anime. It's made for teenage boys. These things just be long, big, long epics, right? And then these episode after episode after episode. Well, how the industry has shifted now is seasonal anime. So that means the studio isn't constantly working on stuff weekly to weekly basis, which means you get dips in animation quality, you get drawn out, like, you know, recaps, stupid shit like that. Um, now, uh, 90% of anime is seasonal, and it's, it's a benefit. The only thing... The only fucking thing that's not, unfortunately, is One Piece. It's because One Piece is a giant money maker in Japan. I'm gonna be real with you. It is. It is huge. Um, and for them to stop that studio, yeah, <laughs> to stop that studio is like stopping your breadbasket. You know, it just it, you don't want to do it. So it's one of the very few old animes that are still ongoing. That has this old format, so that's why you get stuff that's seasonal now, opposed to um, ongoing forever. And there are still other shows that are like that, but it's very, very, very few compared to what it um, used to be now. Nice. I think that's probably going to make it more digestible for a Western audience um, to 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 make it more like what you know we're all used to. Um, that that's a good well, call. Well, they're not doing just Western audiences, but like those poor. I mean, God, if you if you just look up like how many hours those poor animators work, they literally live underneath their desk. They wake up, they animate, they go to sleep underneath their desk, they do it again. Um, and, you know, the times are, yeah, exactly. Times are changing over there. So thankfully. Yeah, it's like but you're right. Yeah, it, it is better. We're, we're the same. We're the same. <laughs> we just yeah, live just under our desks. Uh... <laughs> Crunch, baby. Gotta have it. Uh, just, uh, I guess, for me, uh, as one that I feel is a really good entry level, one that uh, just, it, it, it is kind of hit or miss, but I think it's a really good entry level one, that's Fruits Basket. Uh, it is a really good, like, character drama with a little bit of, like, supernatural elements in there. Uh, but it is a very, like, it picks up to drama real quick uh so i watched that with my daughters uh i've watched it before when it was you know originally animated they recently reanimated it and it's uh firstly beautiful uh and also i still cried a bunch so it's still really good yeah fruits basket these are series we're talking about you know i could go into movies for you guys too if you wanted to because that's a whole different ball game entirely um i think kayla might like there's something called five centimeters per second it is a love story that sounds dirty um <laughs> uh i think it's, it's very good uh it's like in three segments very digestible very short um yeah any ghibli film was fantastic you know without question all available on on hbo max still and mm-hmm. i think that that i i've never watched any of them any of the miyazaki stuff or, oh you need to watch mononoke or is mononoke oh. number one that's kind of the, the yeah. one to spirit start. away i think is number one okay. personally yeah, definitely. yeah spirit away is it's up there um 
Oh, Eric, on the horror subject, here's here's a series for you. It's called, or it's a '90s series. It's uh, My Serial Experiments Lane. That is uh, inspired so many horror science fiction things. Uh, it's oh, okay. very, very, very dark. I shouldn't have been watching when I was a kid, but um, yeah, check that out. That's something I rented as a as a kid. I think we could all say anime is good, right? <laughs> well, uh, the jury's still out over here. I got a, I got I got a nice list here going. I've got to um, watch about. 30 different uh animes at this point um no uh, you guys have been, been great with your recommendations i'm i'm excited to to check these out it's been um something i've kind of wanted to do for for a while now and um hearing from the uh the experts um is gonna be really really helpful for me um, thank you thank you yeah yeah listen, hey listen, I, listen I, to your anime papa I, uh, I I trust you guys. I trust you guys' uh, taste in in this stuff. So um, I'm I'm excited to to dig in. Um, any last thoughts on on anime? Any last thoughts, recommendations, anything? If you ever want to branch out, you know, there's always stuff. There's always mid stuff. Every anime is not like a thousand episodes long, five hundred episodes long. There's stuff that's maybe. 50 to 100 episodes they're just as good or not better than some of these long lasting series so like don't feel intimidated um there's something there for everyone so if a certain genre um just know what you're getting into again you know there's stuff for kids there's stuff for teenagers there's stuff for adults just make sure you know what you're consuming before you consume it because if you think you're just going into anime and there's gonna be a bunch of anime titties and you know uh you know other tropes that are common in early 2000s anime it might not be so. Um, yeah. Well said. But you might run into they, some anime titties. You will, for sure. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, they're out there. If you like tits, they're out there. <laughs> uh, Anything with ninja in the title, stay away from it. <laughs> right? uh, Don't get yeah. me started on troll. All right? That, Don't get me that, that. <laughs> stay, stay away from that and stay away from uh, Isekai. You're, you're not ready. You're not ready. It's if a guy. Who? What? If you if you see or hear the word isekai, just ch- change to something else. You're not ready. Oh my god. Do I have to uh, Urban Dictionary that or? Um, how- uh, you can. Uh, on cognito mode, man. <laughs> it's just it's just a subgenre of anime where the person is transported to another world, and nine times out of ten, it's an incel. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say yeah, less, you know, yeah, <laughs> those are pretty good odds, Eric. I don't know, this is pretty good. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Oh, good uh, stuff. Well, uh, D, thank you so much for coming on. Um, don't be a stranger, you never are, but um, we'd love to have you back, um, in the future. Um, maybe uh, have you play a game or something. Um, you're not only gonna be the anime guy, you know, we we want uh. <laughs> It's okay. I can be. I can be anime dad. I'm your anime dad. It's okay. It's fine. I dig it. I dig it. All right. That's it. You're locked in, anime dad. Uh, so that was episode 102 of the Machine of Nonsense. We broke down anime. We we did every single thing that uh, you could possibly hear about anime. Um. So about you know, all of it. Yeah, everything. I mean, we're we're experts now. Um, we are honorary Japanese citizens, um, and and we also, you know, figured out that anime doesn't have to come from Japan. We we lock that in. It can come from Netflix, <laughs> except Mike. Mike. Mike doesn't. Um, guys, we are deep in the one hundreds now. We're episode one hundred and two at this point, and we're also deep into. So deep. 2022 so we're gonna be talking the noddies Uh, the nonsense of the year awards are fast approaching so episode 103 is going to be all about our early conversations focusing on the nonsense of the year awards Um, we'll recap what we went over last year what won our awards Um, so be looking for that Um, mike when's the next time we're going to do some grounded for life um, man, that's a good question. Uh, can't do it tomorrow. Got some Disney trivia. Ooh, <laughs> Hell yeah. The kids' school. Um, 
I don't know. We'll have we'll we'll have to figure that out. Yeah, we need to we need we need to defeat the spiders. <laughs> we need to kill them. We need to invent flamethrowers soon or something and uh and do it. It's been grounded, too long. Grounded for life in uh episode 4 and in the future uh at some point. Um if you haven't checked out our if you weren't there live uh for episode 100, it's it's on YouTube. You can see it. Um we are the Machine of Nonsense on YouTube at the Machine of Nonsense on YouTube. Um we're we've all of our grounded for life episodes are on there too so um check that out uh we had a lot of fun in episode 100 we streamed it live to twitch we'll be doing stuff like that in the future as always you can reach us in a bunch of different ways machine of nonsense at gmail.com uh, leave us a voicemail anchor.fm slash machine of nonsense d's done that uh he's been a great contributor there i always post um questions and polls on spotify when the episodes hit um so uh feel free to answer any of those and uh, hit us up on all our social media channels monstars on facebook that's our fan group we're on twitter we're on instagram uh now we're on twitch so um just hang out with us have fun be like d and maybe uh in the future you'll see yourself on an episode of the machine of nonsense episode one of 102 is in the books. We're getting out of here and we're super saying good day. That should be our slogan. Be like D.